Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. The stressful one-two punch of pandemic lockdowns followed by runaway inflation has many consumers looking for comfort and escapism from their food and beverages, which industry leaders say is driving demand for new flavor combinations that are nostalgic, whimsical, and so hypersaturated that they overwhelm their concerns. At the same time, many people are unable to fully shake their fear of getting sick, and so they also continue to look for foods and beverages that will bolster their health with flavors associated with immunity or clarity and calm for mental well-being. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, experts from Flavor Chem, ADM, and Yelp share which flavor combinations are checking these boxes and more. They also place bets on unexpected spice blends, flavor and color combos, limited edition runs, and multi-sensory experiences that could be potential dark horses in 2023 and beyond. So during peak pandemic, when many Americans dared to venture out only for essentials, if that, many turned to global cuisine as a way to travel and explore new destinations without leaving the safety of their homes. But now that it's safer to mix, mingle, and visit new destinations for those who can afford it, Flavor Chem marketing analyst Rebecca Shurhey says consumers are looking to flavor for a type of escapism, one that takes them back to a time that they perceive as simpler and more comforting. Inflation rates are at an all-time high. The economy is in a recession. The supply chain issues. There is a lot going on, um, which I think is sort of setting the stage for uh, just the idea of comforting foods, uh, nostalgic flavors. Consumers' quest for comfort is still at an all-time high. Um, And so I think that's kind of the basis for a lot of the a lot of the trends we're seeing now especially as the holidays are approaching and consumers are gravitating towards the more familiar uh, flavors she adds that one way that flavor chem sees is playing out is through innovative twists and unexpected applications for breakfast flavors uh, the reason why we came up with breakfast flavors for our last collection of the year was largely in part due to the breakfast surge uh, during the pandemic. Uh, consumers really sought comfort in their favorite meal. I think data taken from Mintel showed that 95% of consumers reported eating breakfast regularly. And we felt like consumers didn't want to just limit these flavors to the morning meal occasion. So by taking comforting breakfast flavors like your fruity cereal milk, your cinnamon bun, uh, maple French toast, and putting these flavors into uh, snack bars, shakes, it gives consumers kind of their favorite meal on the go, so to speak. Um, And there are a few trends that we sort of talk about that backs up the popularity of breakfast. And the big one is nostalgia. Um, So nostalgia with 
breakfast flavors. It sort of evokes this level of comfort, indulgence, reminiscent memories. Even if you were a child going back to school, your cereal milk in the morning, um, having pancakes on the weekend. You know, um, a lot of brands this year have been launching products featuring your coffee flavors. Uh, there have been a lot of cereal iterations with um, Reese's Puffs, Cocoa Puffs, Fruity Pebbles, just the creativity that's uh, on the market right now is truly inspiring and we feel like this is only going to continue momentum with um, just more innovation. Shorhei also notes that mashups like those of Flavor Chemist tracking through breakfast flavors also are opening the door for cross-category hybrid concepts and brand partnerships. There's also a lot of cross-category hybrid concepts that have been coming to market. So uh, cold brew smoothies, uh, energy chocolate milk drinks, where you're taking um, you know, your caffeine from coffee and the indulgence of chocolate milk and sort of pairing it together. Um, the possibilities for this are really unlimited. I think there was a like coffee-flavored frosting that we highlighted. Um, Kellogg's, I believe last month, they launched this Eggonog, which is sort of a mixture of their uh, – you know, infamous Eggo waffles with, um, I believe it's eggnog or it might be rum chata even, but there's been a lot of collaboration between not only different categories, but a lot of brands coming together to launch products. Um, another example of this, uh, so Sprinkles Cupcakes, they, I believe, collaborated with Cinnamon Toast Crunch and they launched a Cinefuego Toast crunch uh, cereal and then they did a cupcake version of that Uh, so kind of a lot of variation there and sort of the blending of category lines they're creating a lot of new eating experiences for consumers and really elevating what would be a typically a traditional taste it's just a new experience it makes things more exciting Um, even something even something small like um a fruity cereal milk ice cream, it kind of gives you the best of both worlds. And um, especially with so much going on in our country and in the world with the economy and, you know, everything else that's taking place, it kind of brings consumers this like moment of indulgence. Just because consumers are looking to escape through comforting and nostalgic flavors doesn't mean that they're stepping away from global flavors that allow them to travel without the expensive airfare and hotels. But Shurhei notes that this trend is becoming more sophisticated, with consumers looking for more regional flavor options. Um, A top trend with that is just the idea of taste exploration. Um, According to Innova Market Insights, roughly 75% of global consumers want to discover new flavors. So more brands are experimenting with culturally inspired flavors to create these authentic taste experiences. Initially, that was inspired um, kind of during COVID as people were traveling through taste as many couldn't go anywhere. Um, And now as more things are opening up, um, I think that's kind of what's 
having a focus on regional diversity now um, because you, you can go out, you can go out to restaurants, you can travel again and try different cuisines, but for many that's not always the easiest to do. So um, having like um, a dish from West Africa or instead of focusing on uh, South America, you can focus on more specific countries. Um, so regional variations are also being spotlighted. Global Flavor Fest launched in July, and just to give more of an insight, some of those flavors included Mexican elote, so that was inspired by um, Mexican street food, which is similar to a corn on the cob. We had uh, Korean gochujang, which is a red chili paste that is used in Korean cooking. Um, and then we had an Indian curry, a hot curry, um, and a few other seasonings sort of appealing to every type of palate. I feel like a big trend is this concept of spicy and like the hotter the better, turn up the heat. Um, I'm sort of weak when it comes to spice, but uh, that is... That is a trend, so ingredients like your habanero and uh, cayenne, um, all globally inspired, are appearing in sauces, uh, snacks, making their way into, like, I think Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs. They had a spicy Asian barbecue lineup that they launched this year. So, so yeah, global flavors are not going anywhere. There's... Um, I believe Mexican flavors and then African flavors are kind of on the radar for the next year or two. Um, so flavors like your uh, well, churro, dulce de leche from Mexico, and then I'm not as familiar with uh, African flavors, but um, Data Central did a huge uh, global flavor report also this year, and um, it really piqued consumers' interest on that area. At the intersection of consumer desire to try new foods and flavors from around the world and their growing demand for comfort food is a trend that Yelp trend expert Tara Lewis calls distant familiarity, which is the idea that foods and flavors slightly adjacent to or which traditionally accompany favorite standbys are coming into their own as emerging trends. Reflecting on Yelp's recently released 2023 food trend forecast, Lewis explains how this trend is playing out in the food and beverage space. When I was looking back through all of the uh, different food and beverages that we featured in our trends report, um, I think that there might be that people are seeking out comfort foods and flavors that they might have a distant familiarity with, um, such as oxtail, oxtail, pickles, fast food classics. Um, they're they're still very approachable um, while still offering a, a level of comfort. But one of the first beverages we featured um, was the uh, Michelaguas, which are a uh, non-alcoholic alternative to uh, micheladas um, using beer-free mixes um, and complementing agua frescas. Um, we also have slushy drinks, which I think we'll talk about this more, but you know, nostalgia I think is associated with slushy drinks, whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Um, we've also seen a, a big boom in pickle, <laughs> pickle flavoring for things, and that includes um, drinks as well, whether it's the dirty pickle, which is a twist on a dirty martini, um, 
featuring pickles. Or uh, even, you know, we've seen that Sonic had a pickle juice slushie that was kind of hitting a couple different food trends this past uh, year. Um, We've also featured dirty sodas, which actually where I live in D.C., I don't see it as much, but there has been a, a huge resurgence originating in Utah. Uh, it's a beverage that consists of soda, cream, uh, flavored sweetener, or syrup. And we've been seeing a lot of soda-specific shops uh, popping up across Oklahoma, uh, Austin, Texas, and Arizona. Um, they're highly customable both drinks, and they are really great to enjoy in social settings. Um, but, you know, I've, I've kind of thought, isn't this just an evolution perhaps of, you know, the floats of yesteryears and Italian sodas? It might be a little bit. But um, right now, dirty sodas are on the radar. And then a hojicha tea is actually something that uh, we've seen a, a 38% increase in, which is a lightly roasted form of Japanese green tea with a a sweet flavor that has no bitterness, um, but uh, unlike more green teas, uh, it has like a little bit of a reddish brown color. Um, so it's a little bit more earthy uh, and sweeter than, than matcha. And then of course mocktails, which we've seen um, that mocktails have been trending for a few years now uh, consecutively. But I think across all of the different beverage items that we've featured, um, when I was identifying sort of sub-trends within all of these items, I was thinking like, wow, all these items can be remixed, um, customized, or packaged in, in so many different ways, whether it's figuring out new twists on lattes or bubble teas with the hojicha tea or um, how to have more fun with dirty sodas since they are so customizable with what kind of ingredients you might want to include. Increased exposure to global flavors, which may be more intense than the typical American fare, is pushing some consumers to seek out increasingly bold and fierce flavors which ADM's president of creation, design, and development and chief global flavorist, Marie Wright, described as potentially a bit over the top. If, if I think about fruit flavors, when you're fierce, you're, you're kind of they're bold and juicy, almost a bit fantasy, some of them, um, but make you feel happy. They're fun. So they're, and they kind of match this sort of bold, trend of bright loud colors um you know that that we're seeing so and then there's i think i use the term bold more for which is a kind of the fierce for for us or more on the savory side um so you're you're seeing obviously still a lot of interest in heat everything spicy and then you're seeing also that sort of loud spicy that sweet and spicy honey, smoked and spicy honey, everything kind of amped up. Um, so not just hot, but very hot. Um, not just sweet, but very sweet. Um, you know, not just fruity, but very fruity. And, and I think it just, it, it lends itself well to what we see with colors, these vibrant colors that are, that are so um, on trend at the moment. So it kind of, it just makes you, it's playful, it's fantasy, it's fun. Um, you know, and, and I think it doesn't have to be, it's interesting because it doesn't have to be authentic, totally authentic. Like so it can be a cherry with a twist. It can be a really bright grape with a twist, a melon with a twist. Um, you know, so I, I think it's, it's interesting that authenticity and fierce bold don't necessarily go together. And then- An example of how demand for bold and fierce flavors could play out in the new year comes from the Yelp flavor forecast, which predicts the bright, mouth-puckering flavor of pickles will begin appearing across categories. 
Lewis explains that searches for pickle-flavored foods were up 55% between 2021 and 2022 and is primed to take center stage in 2023. It's so versatile in so many ways. So I think in terms of um, legs, uh, I think that there's, there's a lot of room for that. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, it surprised me in some ways, but also it's like, why, why not? Uh, there's also so much room when you think about, um, you know, uh, all, whether it's like uh, pickled pizza or whatever food items that already exist, you know, olives are great on pizza, right? Like, of course, why, would not, why wouldn't uh, pickle work as well for people? Uh, it seems sometimes like so obvious yet overlooked for so long. We've seen, you know, pickle fries, um, pickle pizza, pickle ice cream, pickle martinis, uh, pickle seasoning dips. It, it was something that I realized just has a lot more space to be explored. And I also think that in terms of adoption, us, us identifying it as something that's trending is one thing, but in see, terms of seeing it expressed in different cities and markets and different foods, I think there's a lot of runway to still see that. Um, but then it got me thinking more about pickling in general. And I do think that there was a period, you know, during the pandemic where people were a little bit more interested in pickling different vegetables. And so it just got me thinking that uh, if pickles are being infused and, and driving, you know, different retail packaged goods as, as well, I think there's probably space for other vegetables to be pickled uh, to have some, uh, to get in on the fun a little bit also. Consumer demand for increasingly bold and fierce flavors also is paving the way for an addition of color and texture to enhance that eating experience. ADM's Wright explains how pairing colors with flavors can further help consumers escape through foods and beverages by taking products to the next level, making them even louder so that they drown out, at least temporarily, some of the concerns that may be weighing down consumers. The color has become more important in terms of, especially in this kind of playful, fierce, loud <laughs> kind of category. And we're seeing more vibrancy in our natural color collections. Um, and that's a wonderful thing. We've, we've been able to develop um, at ADM many different bright hues of, of blues and purples. And, you know, in the old days, they always looked a little gray or washed out. But now, you know, with, you know, new discoveries of new sources, natural sources of of color um, and extraction techniques, we're able to, to get to those bright colors. And I think, you know, there's definitely this visual trend that's kind of marrying with this kind of um, fierce and bold trend. And it doesn't always have to have a bright color to it. So that, you know, bold things and bright things and things like hard seltzer, for example, don't necessarily have to have color and they don't. Um, but uh, so there's a category where color doesn't necessarily matter, but I think we see a lot of fun with baked products and donuts and chips and corn chips where you can have blues and greens and sauces that you can, you know, the pink sauce trend, etc. Um, you know, that's been a fun trend. So I think there's a openness to and playfulness about bright colors. Um, and we're able to achieve them now, which, you know, in the past we were not able to do that with the, you know, the natural color collections. Flavor Chem's Shurhey adds that in 2023, we will see more layering of textures with colors and flavors and playing with formats to further enhance flavors, creating a multi-sensory experience that further transports consumers. 
multi-sensory experiences can be anything from unique flavor mashups, um, different formats of traditional items. Uh, your instead of an energy bar, you can do an energy ball. Uh, things like that, unique colors, um, I mean, boba in terms of texture, and that also does include newer flavors, which might be a good tie-in to Global Flavor Fest as um, Mexican-inspired flavors, just regional seasonings, uh, of course, aren't necessarily new trends, but as consumers are more willing to kind of expect expand their adventurous taste palettes, uh, there's a lot more room for opportunity since consumers are kind of leaning towards that space now. Wright says this blurring of flavors, colors, textures, and formats is fueling a rise of dreamlike fantasy flavors like mermaid and yeti that create another avenue for escapism and leave room for consumers to explore their own interpretations of what different concepts could taste like. Uh, multi-sensory experiences can be anything from unique flavor mashups, um, different formats of traditional items. Uh, your instead of an energy bar, you can do an energy ball. Uh, things like that. Unique colors. Um, I mean boba in terms of texture and that also does include newer flavors which might be a good tie-in to global flavor fest as um, mexican inspired flavors just regional seasonings uh, of course aren't necessarily new trends but as consumers are more willing to kind of expect expand their adventurous taste palettes, uh, there's a lot more room for opportunity since consumers are kind of leaning towards that space now. As eager as consumers may be for escaping reality, for many, the fear of catching COVID or the flu or RSV or anything has been so thoroughly ingrained from the pandemic that it always plays in the back or the forefront of their minds influencing their choices, including for flavors. ADM's right explains this desire plays out for both physical and mental well-being. You know, the consumer is and continues to be um, concerned about better for me and wanting to consume things with an attribute that would be better for them. So there's a lot of interest in, you know, botanicals and, you know, the, the positive impacts of them. And that marries um, with flavor, you know, not that the flavor we add is, is, is the active ingredient for the functionality, but it, it kind of keys up and, and marries well with whatever the, the, functional, um, the functionality of the, the food or beverage is. So we think about digital lavender um, look, but, you know, lavender being as a flavor type, very relaxing, and, and you see so much more lavender <laughs> nowadays uh, in products that are you know kind of geared towards anxiety mental wellness relaxation um and then other other flavors as well of course that kind of tee up to um giving that perception of, of relaxation and then associating colors as well with with um certain need states um i think we've done some work on that 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 kind of also indicates, you know, color can play a part in expectation, you know, for example, that 
something for immunity would be orange or yellow. As we develop those products, we certainly, you know, kind of key in uh, different flavors, different botanicals, different ingredients that will marry with that. And people, people are aware, they're more educated, um, and they're more willing to try things. If you're interested in learning more about any of these trends or what other flavors will gain traction in 2023, FlavorChem, ADM, and Yelp all offer additional insights and resources online. You can find links to additional information for each of these in the text story accompanying this podcast. And with that, we reach the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this installment and will join me again for another next week. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.